0: It ain't the left side for the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side the right side. Good evening,
1: Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side with Cat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, the finfanatic.com website, as well as the Fan Sided Network. The Dolphins lose by four touchdowns today, and it would have been five touchdowns had the Bucs not taken a knee Uh, With a couple of uh, seconds left, Um, they go down 45 to 17 in this game. And, you know, Paul, you predicted a one touchdown loss. I predicted a three touchdown loss. I mean,
0: you put it together and and we nailed it. it, it, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, not if if, if you multiply one touchdown plus three, then we're good to go. But it's, it's really a shame. I mean, um, because the only thing I think we're looking for in a game like this is for the Dolphins to be competitive. And two and a half over the last three games, when you take a look at, at the 35 nothing loss to the Bills, the overtime loss to the Raiders, uh, the, the loss to the Colts, as well as the, as, as today's game, I mean, the majority of the last 4 games the Dolphins haven't even been competitive.
0: And you know what though, I'd say through 3 quarters today it felt like a ball game. Like there were issues, but it felt like a ball game and then the Bucks just unloaded in the 4th quarter and just went, "Nope, you guys don't belong here." They did
1: uh Tom Brady at 44 years old, goes 30 for 41, 411 yards, five touchdowns, quarterback rating of 144.4. <clears throat> On the ground, the Bucs, um, 21 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns from their running backs. It was a field day for Leonard Fournette, for Ronald Jones, for Giovanni Bernard. The Dolphins can't seem to find answers anywhere on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like Fournette tore him apart today. Uh, every time I turned around, I felt like he was catching a ball out of the backfield or, or running the ball, and then that... Uh, I, I felt like one of the goofiest things for me was the ticky-tack pass interference penalty on Rowe early felt bra- back-breaking, although it really wasn't... Um, I didn't love the game I saw from Jerome Baker today, though. That that was brutal. Um, Jalen Waddell was brutal at times today. Uh, that interception where he just let it go off his hands. It just felt like those couple critical moments, the Bucks made a play and Miami didn't make a play, if that makes any kind of sense.
1: Yes, and uh, I have a bone to pick with Jalen Waddell because uh, when you take a look at the players that were drafted around him, um, Mike... Micah Parsons of course we know you know <laughs> when he he was taken you know 10 to 12 uh you loved him more than I did but if he's turning into a defensive MVP candidate but the the, the receivers that were taken around Jalen Waddle Kyle Pitts nine catches for 119 yards today in a win over the Jets and he was the reason for the win over the Jets Jamar Chase six catches for 144 yards and a touchdown in an overtime loss to the Packers. Devontae Smith, seven catches for 77 yards uh, for the Eagles in a win today against the Panthers. Jalen Waddell, two catches for 31 yards, and a ball goes right off his hands, intercepted. And this is a player, Paul, that – The Dolphins are not going to have their first-round pick over. And everybody said, this guy's different. 5'9", 180, just look at the film. Just look at the film. Nonsense right now. He needs to play better.
0: He does. And, I mean, he might end up leading overall in catches amongst those wide receivers this year. But he's not going to be anywhere close to the yardage total at this point. Um, he's not going to be any close anywhere close to the touchdown total, and his re- his average rece- uh, average per reception is something that, <clears throat> quite frankly, doesn't get it done right now. Uh, there was one play he made a decent catch in this game, and you know, on his two receptions, um, and he got he's supposed to be that guy that can break away, break those easy tackles, break the, you know, make things work. And instead he basically just kind of tripped and fell. Um, it looked like he got away and there was wide open field behind him. And he, he basically yeah. let a finger tackle get him down. And that he's not supposed to be the guy that he, he's supposed to be the most explosive receiver in the draft with the ball in his hands.
1: Well, that, that that's what happens when you're five, nine hundred and eighty five pounds. I I mean, Let's be honest. Play strength matters, <clears throat> and yeah, hey, Jamar Chase. Actually, I was wrong. Six catches, one hundred and fifty-nine yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, uh, at what point do you say that Chris Greer is an absolute buffoon? I I, be, I I think he's embarrassing. If if Stephen Ross weren't drooling on the way back from a, any flight that Chris Greer was on, <laughs> I mean. What more can you say?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> let's be frank. I, it, it's We talk about the guys drafted around Jalen Waddle and what Miami gave up to get him. We talk about, you know, this Herbert and, and Tua debate. And, in all honesty, what Miami did with the extra picks last year with Tua, what Miami did this year to go up and get Waddle, I would give up all of it to do exactly what I wanted to do last year and go up and get burrow the guy that's not made a glass even though he got hurt last year the guy that doesn't fully need an offensive line to get it done the guy that can I think probably would have been able to make it work with the receivers that miami had already um and, and with my like can you imagine the way Joe burrow would drool over having mike Gesicki out there I mean you watch him you watch him in in Cincinnati and there's no way he would play inside this small little box. He, he'd check out of it and, and, and go, and it might piss some of the coaching staff off. But at the end of the day, he'll make just about any coaching staff look good.
1: Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow's a, a very good quarterback, a, an emerging quarterback, and it's really not about Jalen Waddle. It's about what the Dolphins gave up to move back up for Jalen Waddle because right now the Dolphins are 1-4 and four and they don't have their first round pick if this goes off the rails. Here's the here's the positive news when it comes to the Dolphins schedule. Over the next several weeks, they play the Jaguars in London in week six next week and they better win that game. If not, then we may as well just throw everything out, <laughs> out of the window. After that, they play the Falcons at home at Buffalo, which is a tough game. And actually, Buffalo is up by three touchdowns against Kansas City now. And then week nine, Dolphins play at home against the Texans. Week 10, we uh, at home against the Ravens. Then the Jets. Then the Panthers at home. Then the Giants at home. Then a bye week. Then the Jets at home. So the schedule starts to loosen up here. And – pavement has been set that if something is going to change over the next several weeks, over the next two months, it's got to be Tua coming back and making an impact against this week's schedule.
0: Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is I I like the fact that they made the change on the offensive line today that I think is going to help when Tua gets back as well. I mean, you and I talked about it a little off the air, but Austin Jackson looked a heck of a lot better at guard than he does at tackle and Liam Eikenberg as we've been saying well for two months now is is probably the answer at left tackle as as it stands right now
1: yeah and to your point there Liam Eikenberg playing at left tackle and Austin Jackson playing at left guard for a couple of quarters made the offense look actually workable because Jackson was not getting bombarded on the edges. And, and, you know, on the other hand, uh at right tackle, Jesse Davis was going up against Shaq Barrett, let up a sack and a half. Of course, he's not going to be able to do the job. I don't understand why the Dolphins aren't doing the same thing at the right tackle position. Move Robert Hunt out to the right tackle spot. Move Jesse Davis back into the right guard spot. I mean, if put your most important players at the tackle spots.
0: Yeah. No, I'm 100% with you on that. Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Does Tua come back next week or the week after?
1: Uh, He comes back next week uh, if he's activated, Um, and it's his time. Because if not, when is the time? You know, the Jaguars – are allowing nearly 80% completion percentage um, to opposing offenses. And if the Dolphins go one and five next week, if they go one and five, and somebody asked this in the chat here, what do you do at that point? Um, I, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I personally, if I were Steven Ross, I would start out if Miami were to lose next week. I would be in Brian Flores' ear and basically saying look you need to make some changes you know you've you've shown you could be the guy and this year you're not showing us that you're the guy um, make some changes or I'm going to yeah
1: I mean and, that's and give him a
0: week or two to adjust and see what we get because the t- there there is a lot of talent on this roster I keep saying it like it's not the ideal roster. Do I feel like there have been some whiffs? Absolutely. We've talked about some of them. Um, <clears throat> but again, this is a roster that should be able to get some things done and, and make games exciting, uh, win or lose.
1: Yeah. And the Dolphins did half of what we've asked them to do and put Liam and at left tack and move Austin Jackson to, into left guard. Now do the other half where you put Robert Hunt, right tackle, make this workable because the Dolphins have to find at least one offensive tackle uh, for the rest of the year that's usable for 2022. That's what position we've gotten into at this point. Um, And I, I think I saw a lot of ability here with Liam Eikenberg. He's not strong enough yet but he went up against william golson today for the bucks and he actually did a really good job so that's something to work with
0: uh, honestly i think we've got two workable tackles on this team they're just not both playing tackle uh, yep, <laughs> you know, yep. It, it's that that's that's the worst part for me is you know you've got a guy that you can get out in space at receiver and you're not doing it you've got a tight end that can really change the dynamic of a game. And a lot of times you're not doing it. Uh, we saw today what we've been saying all off season and most of this year, miles Gaskin can be explosive out of that running back spot and they're finally doing it. But like, why does it take you five games to get there instead of really just trying to run the wheels off Malcolm Brown most of the time this season, you know? like And
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, sticking on that point too, Malcolm Brown did not get one carry today. Uh, Miles Gaskin had 10 car- had 10 catches for 74 yards, two touchdowns, five carries for twenty-five yards. So how does Malcolm Brown go from being the focal point of your offense to not even getting a carry? That doesn't make sense to me.
0: <sighs> I mean he shouldn't have been and, the focal and, point of your offense to begin with.
1: And, and Miles Gaskin is talented. Miles Gaskin should be on the field all the time, and I actually think this. For everything we've said about the Dolphins' play calling, I think they had a good plan coming out today. That's why they they went up ten to seven at the end of the first quarter because they were able to spread the field out and and they were able to get Miles Gaskin in space and run their offense through Miles Gaskin and then go to the wide receiver position.
0: I'm completely with you on that. It's I mean, yeah, and, and, and this felt like a game that wasn't out of reach until there was about 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like I said, it, it's this is a game that a couple of little things that where the ball bounced a different way, and Miami's in it. It felt like the turning point in this one, and, and not to reiterate about my um, Jalen Waddle, but the turning point in this game where it felt like it went completely out of reach was the ball that skipped off Waddle's hands and into the defense? It's the biggest sin for me when a guy drops a pass is if he bats it up in the air for the defense to make a play. We've talked yeah. about that in the past a lot.
1: I, my fear is that Jalen Waddle is going to be unfairly put into the same situation as Ted Ginn, you know, where Ted Ginn was actually a talented player. Who you know had a what 13 year NFL career, but because he was drafted so early, it wasn't fair to him. And it's a shame. It's it's a shame, and it's a misevaluation of talent. And I blame Chris Greer. Chris Greer, I'm looking at you. You're not good enough. Jeff Ireland was better than you. You're a loser. All
0: right, I, let's I, move I, on. I like Jeff Ireland. But that's here nor there. I mean, and Jesus, Jalen Waddle already has what? I think, I think he already has more receptions than Ted Ginn did his rookie year in Miami.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, except Ted Ginn had more meaningful catches, that's it.
0: which sucks. <laughs>
1: Preston Williams, hey, first drive, two catches for fifty-five yards. Looked like the Preston Williams of old. Um, the rest that, of the game only had one catch for, for five yards.
0: Which also looked like the Preston Williams of old. It, it's He'll have his two big plays and then disappear.
1: And I've got to say, I mean, some people have been saying this in the chat recently, and I agree with them. Dennis Hickey, what an underrated front office dude. I,
0: <laughs> I don't disagree. Uh, you know,
1: Yeah, I mean, Dennis Hickey was like, hey, we have a problem at the offensive tackle position. How about we uh, go out and get Brandon Albert at left tackle and Juwan James at right tackle and actually protect the quarterback?
0: (laughs) Who who does that? Come on now.
1: I mean, uh, I'm hoping the Dolphins can get one offensive tackle here in the rest of the year.
0: Clemente just said in chat, "If we had Tannenbaum, we would have had Justin Herbert." I heard this guy talking about it all the time. Yeah,
1: that that would have been the only good decision Tannenbaum ever made.
0: We, we would have had we would have had Justin Herbert, and we would have had too many aging forty-year-old veterans at critical positions that are made of glass.
1: I actually would have taken it um, if it were to <laughs> Herbert uh, forty-seven to forty-two. The charges won today, um, largely because of Justin Herbert. Um, but you know th- that that is more to do with Herbert than it does Tua. So Tua coming back next week against a terrible Jaguar secondary, okay. and that th- I mean the the runway is being set for Tua to do well. That's what that that is really the only positive, you know, going on here.
0: Does Tua have the stones to override his offensive coordinator? Because that's also going to be part of that.
1: <laughs> uh, Grandizer said in the chat here. Didn't Hickey draft Billy Turner too? And yeah, Billy Turner is a fantastic offensive tackle with the Packers. With the the Dolphins should have stayed with him a little bit longer. Um. Jeez. Yeah. So let's let's uh, keep moving. Mike Kasicki four catches for forty three yards. I hope the Dolphins keep Mike Kasicki long term. Um, you know, <laughs> and I actually thought they kind of used him well here today. They actually put him in the slot and made him run routes and get some advantages there uh, against that Buck secondary. Um, you know, four catches, forty three yards. It's fine, but. Um. I think is a miss, mismatch nightmare, and when the Dolphins get the rest of their team correct, Gasecki is going to be a very good player. Um, and I, I'll remind people again and again, he was fourth in the NFL last year among tight ends in receiving yards.
0: Yeah, no, like it's I, I do like Gasecki, and it's funny because somebody put in the chat, I, I think half joking. um, you know we've talked about herbert a few times and, and they said herbert would suck here um and, and I, I, i'm not 100 percent sure he's wrong i haven't like we watched last year and it didn't feel like herbert had the stones to check out a poor play calling and you look at the players that miami has mismanaged misutilized and you name it over the past few years I wouldn't be surprised if they were running this check down short offense, even with Herbert in the fold.
1: Um, looking at Herbert, I, I've seen him go to second, third, and fourth reads, unfortunately, and I I thought that he was not mentally sharp enough to uh, to be that type of quarterback that can do what he what he's doing in the NFL. I was wrong about that, and that sucks. That really sucks right now. But that that's not a misevaluation of Tua right now. I mean mm-hmm. it, it look it, Tua has the opportunity the rest of the year to come back in and play at a high level. And people keep forgetting that Tua has played one game. He started one game uh, against New England and the Dolphins won that game. And now the Dolphins have a week schedule coming up against the Jaguars, against the Falcons. And we could be talking about nine and four for Tua here in a
0: couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, Tua started two games. Um, <clears throat> uh, unfortunately they tried to block AJ Epineza with a ghost blocker and, uh, that, that, that's not actually found out that that's not actually a thing.
1: Yeah. And, uh, speaking of that, uh, Jesse Davis today, it was kind of unfair. He was one-on-one against Shaq Barrett. um, and gave up a second and a half. And uh, that wasn't good enough. On the defensive side of the ball, Paul, um, Jalen Phillips looks the part. Without question. Um, he, he had another sack here today. Uh, against uh, against Tom Brady. What I've noticed is. Um, Emmanuel Ogba and Jalen Phillips look good on the edge individually. Christian Wilkins at defensive tackle, Zach Sealer, at defensive tackle, Raquan Davis came back today. They all look good individually, but they can't pressure the quarterback enough together. We can't get two or three of them to play at the same time, and I'm not quite sure why that is. That's why Tom Brady was able to stand in the pocket and make such concise throws here today. That's a shame, but individually... A good unit, but not not good enough today.
0: Well, if you want to get pressure on the quarterback, somebody pointed out Charles Harris has four sacks in, in already in the first five games.
1: Yeah, he does. Oh my god! Hold on a second. Hey. I've got I've got a signed football for him. Oh, hold on, C- keep talking.
0: All right. So while Cat's getting a signed football from Charles Harris, what I'm going to bring up here on that front is, to me, again, that speaks volumes for the mismanagement of resources on that team. Um, it, it speaks volumes for the players being utilized incorrectly. It speaks volumes for the fact that Miami just can't seem to put these guys in position to succeed, and it's, it's a pattern. <clears throat> it's an absolute and terrible pattern that we've got right now, and that's where the coaching staff comes into play for me.
1: Look at that. Charles Harris. Charles Harris, University of Missouri.
0: If you asked me last year, I would have said that ball was worth a nickel at this point.
1: <laughs> it still is. I mean, uh I don't know. He keeps getting uh, sacks.
0: Jesus. He's on pace for <laughs> double digit sacks on the how year. Many
1: sa- how many sacks does Dion Jordan have now? I mean, uh he's not gonna he's, look. He's out of the NFL now, but uh you know he turned into a good player after you left the dolphins uh they just can't seem to get the right players at the right time
0: no they, that sucks they they can't utilize the players the right way when they're on this roster they get the like that that's there's no way that there's a magic wand that gets waved over these guys at the airport and said you can be good again now as they're leaving town like
1: yeah and i i thought I mean, I I called you right after the Dolphins made that trade. Um, Mm -hmm. They moved from three down to 12 when the 49ers were going up to get a quarterback. And I told you that the Dolphins already won this trade. Don't do anything else. And they traded back up to six to get Jalen Waddle. We would be talking about the Dolphins having two first-round picks next year in 2022 and two first-round picks in 2023. And if they had done... What they did this year, because I, I, I think Waddle and, and Jalen Phillips are good picks, then we could start stockpiling wins on top of each other. But they didn't. They had to, The Dolphins had to feel like they're smarter than everybody else. And that's a shame.
0: Yeah. No. And, and again, I, I keep going back to the coaching because we've, you know, whether, whether it's been Ireland, Hickey, um Chris Greer, we're putting talent on this roster and we're not using utilizing it correctly over and over and over and over again. And that to me screams fixing the coaching. So at least if if we get coaching in that develops these players appropriately and utilizes these players appropriately, we can evaluate if we're getting good enough talent in. Right now yeah,
1: see see it I, I I'll disagree with you on that because I don't think the dolphins have the talent because I mean, I, I saw the dolphins put together the best game plan they could have possibly put together today. I mean, they have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. They they have no running back. They have a bad offensive line. They have a, a defense that can't stop the run. Uh, you know, but, but I, he- I, I, I think there are players that they can build upon but I don't think it's good enough talent-wise.
0: It's They do have players they can build upon. But, again, it, it's still a hard call to make when, you know, we're slowly starting to put some of the – like kicking Austin Jackson inside and putting Liam Meichenberg at left tackle, putting Robert Hunt back at right tackle. I mean, Miami drafted Robert Hunt to be a tackle last year. He came in. They tried to make him a guard and just went, nope, he's too good at tackle. So they made him the right tackle. And this offseason, the coaching staff, which is not on Greer at all, went, you know, it would be awesome. Let's make that guy that that, that did a good job on the right side last year. will be protecting to his blind side. Let's make him a guard. I mean, end of the day, if Robert Hunt was at right tackle, I'm not sure he would have let... Um. Epenesa run free.
1: Yeah, that's, and we'd be in a that's whole fair different to say. Scenario I mean, right now, and a uh, uh, Darth Logan the fifteenth said Barry Jackson reported, Flo had as had as much in the personnel decisions as Greer. You want to fire Greer, then fire Flo as well. Hundred percent agree with that because there is no way in the world that I believe that. Brian Flores was locked in a closet somewhere while while Chris Greer was making these decisions. No way in the world. And these last first-round picks, Christian Wilkins in 2019, Tua in 2020, Noah Igbenogany in 2020, Austin Jackson in 2020, there's no way in the world – that chris greer was like nah no hey hey, chris greer no no there's no way that we can draft those players uh
0: mike michael paul we 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 will talk more about the defense we have talked a little bit about it but there's been a lot in this game also that we had to talk about on the offensive front it's because the game plan was better on the offensive side of the ball today but you know, you look at things there and, and some of those piss poor decisions led to things with the defense. And and end of the day, I thought the defense played okay through three quarters. Not great, but okay. Uh, you take back a rope, ticky tack penalty, and the Bucks probably kick a field goal there. And really Miami's right there in the game. And and this is a the Bucks are a team that's going to score some points on you. It was the fourth quarter. They completely fell apart. But we seem to see them fall apart when the lead the lead becomes insurmountable.
1: Yeah, and the Dolphins, let's be honest, lost by four touchdowns today. So we've got to go through the grades. And I've got to go through a one comment here by Roy Smith saying, maybe we need a fullback.
0: Yes, sir. Just
1: kidding. Don't hit me. Yeah, I'm going to hit you. Stephen
0: Carter, get on that field,
1: buddy. (laughs) He didn't. Um, So let's go quarterback. Look, Jacoby Brissett, I don't think played all that poorly, and and I thought he managed the game well. He actually had a hamstring injury at the end of the first quarter and came back and trucked his way through that. Look, I'm not a Jacoby Brissett supporter by any means, but – At the quarterback position, when when you start talking about a stat line of 27 for 39, 275 yards, two touchdowns and interception, which was Jalen Waddle's fault, I'm going to go with a B-minus for him.
0: I'm going to go with a C-plus here. It's almost half of his yards came in the first quarter. Um, There were some moments in this game where he looked okay enough, Um, we'll, we'll go with, but end of the day jacoby brissett is what he is he's a backup quarterback and i can't wait for him to move back into that role and you you know you mentioned the hamstring injury he is a hamstring injury I, <laughs> uh, let's go to the running backs
1: uh running back i'm going to throw out to you
0: i'm actually going to go with a b plus for the running back spot i mean as a true run the ball running back Miami didn't get it done today, even though um I thought Gaskin did okay on the couple of touches he had carrying the ball. My big thing was in the in, in the receiving game for the running back room. I mean, Gaskin had ten catches, I believe in this one, and he looked really good coming out of the backfield, catching the ball. he had that he had that long touchdown. Uh, I believe the second touchdown was a, was a short reception as well for him. So, Gaskin was good enough, absolutely, at the running back position today. Uh,
1: I like the Dolphins' idea of running the offense through dumping the ball off to Miles Gaskin mm-hmm. uh, because it took pressure off the offensive line. 10 catches, 74 yards, two touchdowns. He only had five carries for 25 yards, which is always a little bit weird to me, but. The Bucks on the year are averaging two points. Have allowed two point seven yards per carry to opposing uh, ball carriers. So that makes that makes sense that the Dolphins strategize that way. Actually, like that strategy too. So uh, I'm going to go with a I'm going to go with a B for him, just because of the receiving skills. Thank God Malcolm Brown was not on the field because I hated seeing. Brown running through the teeth of the defense over the last two, two games here, Uh wide receiver. Um, Preston Williams steps up two catches for 55 yards on the first drive, but doesn't do anything more after that. And Jalen Waddle dropped a touchdown. He was responsible for the only interception and is the only sixth overall pick on this roster. So, uh, Shame, um, Isaiah Ford, one catch for three yards. Brought, brought that Ford out of the garage, <laughs> not all the way yet. Albert Wilson, um, if he, I'm pretty sure he was active. If if he was, I couldn't tell. He should be cut tomorrow. I I don't want to see his stupid face on the team anymore.
0: But you didn't um, see his face today. That's the yeah, best part. yeah,
1: we didn't. Mike Iseki, four catches, 43 yards, and the Dolphins had a bunch of tight ends that. Of course, didn't really do anything. So
0: Smythe had a pretty decent reception early on in this game.
1: Yeah, he did when he was wide open by fifty six yards. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh wide receiver C minus.
0: Again, I, I'm grading harsher than you today. I I'm I'm gonna go with a D plus, which you throw a plus on a D. It's still not very good at all. Yeah.
1: So offensive line, you know, when you don't talk about a player, it usually means they did pretty well. And I think Shoot, that's we talked the, about
0: everybody with Manx
1: and Manx at center. How many times have we talked about him over two games? Not much, which is a good sign.
0: I think it was just the fact that he was getting put in. But then again, we didn't talk about Dieter other than his injury, right? So, so center, center, which is supposed to be the weakest spot on the team, has been a big bright spot for us,
1: right? Do you remember Samson Satelli? How bad oh, he yeah. was? I mean,
0: Samson, if we I knew walked back to the quarterback, Satelli, yeah,
1: we knew that he was walked back to the quarterback all the time. When you don't hear about Greg Mance, when you don't hear about Michael Dieter, that means the center position is not all that bad. Um, I also say Robert Hunt has been very good at the right guard spot. I wish he was playing at right tackle, but he's not. And Liam Eikenberg playing at left tackle today didn't do that. It didn't do that poorly. So, you know, it, it wasn't a great day for the offensive line, but I thought it was their best day of the year, given the competition that they play. So I'm going to give them a B minus.
0: Yeah, I I actually, I'll give the line a B. I mean, if God, imagine what it would have been if they would switch Robert Hunt out to right tackle. I mean, it wasn't horrific. There were a lot of plays where Brissette had time in this one. Um, I know they got away from the run a little too early in this one, but they were also opening up holes in the run game against, for Gaskin against the best run defense in the NFL. So I cannot fault the offensive line today.
1: Yeah, uh, scummy. With the update here, uh, the Bills go up thirty-eight to twenty against the Chiefs. Uh, Was that Bills on the gonna the
0: interception <laughs> return for six that bounced off of Tyreek Hill's hands the same way? Yeah, as the models today.
1: Yep. Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, let's just so, accept it. it. <laughs> let's let's accept it here. Josh Moving on.
0: on. Josh Allen is terrible in the playoffs.
1: <sighs> uh, no, he's not. He just has.
0: He is. That's football.
1: Doesn't have enough experience in the playoffs.
0: There's nothing about experience that makes you fumble the ball away repeatedly in the playoff okay. yeah it, it,
1: That doesn't really happen, though. So it does. Um. Uh. Defensively, I'll go back to what I said before. Is Emmanuel Agva, Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Raquan Davis. That is a talented front five. Or front four. Um, but they can't play together pass rush-wise at the same time. Um, and today, Tom Brady had all day to throw, and that had every bit to do with why he was 30 for 41 for 411 yards, five touchdowns, quarterback rating of 144 against this defense. Um, it wasn't good enough. And... uh when you look at the front seven, Jerome Baker was an absolute clown today. He he was embarrassed by Leonard Fournette. How do you get embarrassed by Leonard Fournette?
0: Ask, that, ask everyone the Bucks have played this year. But if Fournette I mean, I'm is not, I'm not making excuses for Jerome Baker, but Leonard Fournette is literally a huge a big part of the Bucks highlight reel almost every game this year. Leonard Fournette is having a good season, and we need to realize that it's. It's. I mean, Gio Bernard, you can't, you can't ask Baker to cover Gio Bernard one on one. You just can't. That's not his. his y- yes, you
1: can though. You can ask y- him y- to. You can also. Y- y- you, yes, you can. can, you Gio can ask Bernard. Zach
0: to cover Gio G- Bernard. G- Gio it Bernard.
1: No, it, 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 Jerome Baker is making ten million a year. He should be able to cover Gio Bernard.
0: That's not his rep, like primary skill set like that's that's he he gets misused and that pisses me off with him because when he's utilized correctly and let's face it where is the amoeba defense that made this team so successful including jerome baker
1: if they played the amoeba defense consistently they would be allowing seven yards per carry instead of five yards per carry that that's how i look at this defense because they would be they would be letting up so much more gap integrity from that point.
0: Um, Potentially, but yeah, I, I think they'd be in a lot more games. I mean, you look at what their defense went from into with m- so a few tweaks personnel-wise, yes. But again, the players that were here last year playing in that Amoeba look 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 like trash playing in this in this new scheme that I don't know it, it's you've said before about you take something that's not broke and 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 fix it quote unquote and this defense did well and got stronger and better as the year went on last year running a ton of that amoeba defense and it made them successful last year on defense
1: yeah the, the unpredictability of the Dolphins' defense uh, is not there this year. And that's 100% what I agree with you on. And part of that, too, is, you know, where's Andrew Van Ginkle this
0: year? He showed up on a few plays today. There were a few plays I saw from him. But, again, it it has not been enough at all. But, again, he was one of the guys that I thought thrived in that amoeba last year.
1: Yeah. Uh, Darth Logan, the 15th, who's made a lot of uh, very good comments tonight, Said uh, about uh, Bernardrick McKinney, why did they cut him? Yeah, part of that's true, and then part of that, on the other hand, is why has nobody picked him up either. Um. So I don't know. It's 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 a it's a weird thing with the defense here. Um. Adam Butler played a lot of snaps here, and, and I thought, hey, he, he actually played pretty well. Uh, on the defensive side of the, uh, on the defensive
0: side of the ball. Um, Darth but, Logan Baker is trash bags. Ten million dollars worth of trash bags.
1: Nah, nah, I wouldn't go that far. But thank you for the uh, contribution. Um.
0: Yeah. Oh God, Soflo. No, we should not have gone after Harbaugh. No. Ooh. Is he even employed? Still. He is still employed ruining the University of Michigan. No,
1: that's right. Yeah. Um, Defensive back, look, uh, Xavier Howard, people are going to dog him because of the money he makes. And Antonio Brown um, caught uh, caught two touchdowns and, and had a field day against the Dolphins secondary. But there was not a consistent pass rush, and Byron Jones and Xavier Howard are the least of my worries here on the on the Dolphins roster. So, but still, four hundred eleven yards, thirty for forty-one, four hundred eleven yards, five touchdowns. Um, D for the Dolphins secondary.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna give the secondary an F plus on this one. It's you know, e- even that Gio Bernard touchdown that went over Baker, you saw Javon Holland not only get there a little bit too late, but also make an abysmal attempt at a tackle. I mean, this secondary is frustrating me. It, I thought Nick Needham had an okay day when he got out there, but Justin Coleman he should not be employed right now. Uh, he
1: shouldn't. Uh, he was not out on the field that much. And I thought Nick Needham when he oh. was out on the field did very well. Um, and uh, Teron Johnson just got a contract extension for 8 million a year from the bills. I think Nick Needham can expect the same um, if he continues to play at the same level. Um, But it, it, if you look at the actual passes from Tom Brady Tom Brady to Antonio Brown with the protection that he had that it's it's hard to doubt it's hard to dog Xavier Howard with with what he's done here over the last couple of years so
0: yeah and, and you know what Xavier Howard I'll give credit for every player has a bad game once in a while and yeah if this is the equivalent of his bad game, getting beat on a couple of plays by Antonio Brown, I, I can live with it. it. It's I expect him to fully bounce back next week.
1: And I'll tell you what, as far as the secondary is concerned, it, uh, Javon Holland needs to change his number. This isn't preseason. You're not number eight. Change the number to 20-something. I don't care what it is. You look like a child out there. Stop it. Um.
0: All right. Uh, we've special- got bigger problems than jersey numbers.
1: <laughs> special teams. Matt Pilardi uh, had a bad punt. He had a good punt. Jason Sanders had a field goal. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, B minus for, for special teams.
0: Uh, I'll go with a B. I don't think we returned to kickoff all day uh, on the week that we got rid of our, our kick returner. So, you know, it, it's, I'll go with a B here. There wasn't much to write home about. I mean, we should have had two field goals. If, if Jacoby didn't literally just stand there like the Heisman until somebody took the ball off his hand in the, in the second quarter.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's get to the illustrious Coke bus player of the game. Oof. I'm going to throw it to you first. Who is your player of the game? Paul, and who is your Coke Bus player?
0: Player of the game. I'm going to steal him before you get to him. Then, if you're going to do this to me, and I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin, a um, guy that they were starting um, Malcolm Brown over for a while, and you know came out and and with truly significant snaps today, had ten receptions, um, two touchdowns, and on only five carries, still managed to average five yards a carry, and they looked like effective carries when he got the chance. So I'll give I'll give my player of the game to, to Miles Gaskin. Coke bus player of the game. I'm going to steal Jerome Baker for this one. I, it's, I just didn't see enough from him in this one, but I think some of it's schematic.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, Baker would have been my guy. Yeah. Um... Yeah, my my player of the game um, is going to actually be Liam Eikenberg at left tackle because, look, he didn't have a great game. I I rewatched every snap since the Dolphins played here today, but he looked like the part. That's all I can ask for right now, and – as far as the coke bus player of the game
0: do it i know who you're going with do it
1: yeah i'm gonna go with andrew van Ginkle actually oh really yeah because i i i don't i don't see somebody who is making plays as often
0: as Please he was last plays. year i thought you're i thought for sure you were gonna waddle it up on this one. Oh, yeah yeah i
1: should have done waddle
0: uh-huh you still can. I'll let you take it back.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back uh, and go with Jalen Waddle because two catches for 31 yards and lets a ball go right through his hands for an interception. Sixth he batted overall it up pick. like
0: he was setting the ball in volleyball. S- and
1: sixth overall pick, and he carries that tag too of sixth overall pick, yeah. and <laughs> it's not good enough right now. Um, and I, I look at the Dolphins' upcoming matchups, the Jaguars, the Falcons, the Texans, the Jets twice. Waddle better put up, you know, 120-yard, 150-yard games like Kyle Pitts did today, like Jamar Chase did today. Otherwise, I, I don't want to talk about some 5'9", 185-pound receiver. Okay. Cause it's not good enough right now. And the dolphins don't have their first round pick next year. When the season might be going off the rails.
0: Yeah. I'm going to make a bold prediction that next week. Jalen Waddle has 15 catches for seven yards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and somebody in our chat too said, uh, Rondell Moore. Yeah. Rondell Moore is somebody five catches 99 yards. Um, didn't break a
0: hundred. I don't want to hear about it.
1: it no, no. It, in the third quarter. And I've got to check to see if he did more than that. And he probably did. Um,
0: didn't like 100, I don't one. want to hear
1: about it. So the Dolphins better not lose to the Jaguars in London this week because the Jaguars have lost 20 games in a row. And we're going to be joined by Sports Grind Don here this week break down the Jaguars matchup. And that's going to do it for the Dolphins. Ass kicking today from the Bucks by four touchdowns. Ugh. I'm Brian Cat NFL Paul's fanatic underscore pick. You go join us on the finfanatic.com website as well as the fan sided network. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fence side.
0: Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13
1: timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding.